We are coming to you live from Boston, Massachusetts, and the Republic Broadcasting Network, where you can handle the truth. Tuesday, October the 13th, 2020. I hope you people are all handling the COVID crisis. I understand that the cases have gone up across the country. God bless. Hang in there. My name is Frank Allen. Tonight, very special guest, Karen T.I., here on the Republic Broadcasting Network, as I said, where you can handle the truth. Okay, we have Karen in the green room. Go ahead. Let's see how you sound. Hi, Frank. How are you? Oh, very good. It's it's uh, glad to get you on here finally and, and hear your story. Yeah, my story. <laughs> keeps We keep adding things to it. Oh, that's okay. Um, where would you like to start? You can start at the beginning or like how your targeting is tonight or wherever you want. You know, I think I think what I'd like to do is um tell the audience about a couple of experiences that I've had that may be maybe a little less common than we generally go through as TIs. Um I've been through the gang stalking still going on. I've been through the electronic har- harassment still going on. Um but I I had two experiences um that I'd like to share. One is that I was put on an M1 hold, and I'd like to share that with the audience and give them um, some idea of what might happen should that occur to them. And the what other is, one, if there's time. What does the M1 stand for? Uh, oh, I, um, I'm i not totally sure. I think it's probably something related to mental health, a mental health okay. hold. Okay, all right. And the other thing I'd like to um, tell them about is an implant that I had on my back after surgery. Um, so those are both a couple of really interesting, <laughs> if you could call them interesting, um, situations. And I, I think I could provide some maybe helpful um, information or just some way to let them know what might happen should that occur to them. Okay, that sounds great. Uh, implants, hopefully it's on the surface of your back and not intertwined down into the muscular tissue where it would be in fact painful. Right. It seemed to be because it, it uh, eventually came off. Do you want me to start with that one or the M1 hold? Yeah. Start with the M1 hold and then go into the implant. That would, that'd be great. And we have Richard from North Carolina here. He's, uh, he's a really great person. And uh, he'll be with us tonight, too. Okay. All right. That sounds fine. Um, So um, I'll just go through the scenario so you get a a sort of a picture of what happened, and then I'll give you my thoughts as well. Um, I obviously, as all of us experience, I hadn't been getting any success talking with the police, and I had been working with them early on. Um, And right now I'm approaching year four. Well, actually past year four for the stalking. And um, I wasn't really able to talk to my doctors in a way that was satisfactory. I'm finding that my doctors are, and and this isn't negative, it's just what it is, they're sort of pigeonholed into their own, um, you know, their own professional space, 
where they, they just handle one particular thing. So even trying to talk with them, I wasn't able to get through uh, particularly and not get any kind of help from any of them. So one of my doctors did suggest in, in light of that that I go to the emergency department. So I did that. I waited for a long time, but I did that. And um, I got into the, the regular emergency room. And after a while, a physician assistant came in, and I asked him, which is really rare uh, for people to know this where I am, I asked him, do you, um, do you know what gang stalking is? And to my shock, he said, yes, I know what it is. They come here for treatment. And I'm sure he meant the victims came there for treatment, so he was familiar with it. And I thought, oh, good, this is going to be so much easier than I thought. And I started to ask him about an experience that I had related to an implant, I thought, and um, and I'll tell you what it was, because there is a purpose in my telling you this. I had a root canal, and um, it took four hours, which I thought was a long time. It was broken up between two visits. But I um, after that, about three months after that, I started experiencing these really high-pitched tones in my ears. And um, that is also when the, uh, when the gang stalking. Uh, electronic harassment started for me about three months after that. And I also started having severe pain in my teeth. And um, interestingly, though, it was only three teeth. It was the tooth next to the root canal, and it was my front, uh, large front tooth of the left, um, which has a crown and it has a metal backing. And to me, I think that might, might be a factor. And then the tooth next to that, the smaller tooth, um, I think was just referred pain, but it was severe. It was very severe pain. And so I started to tell him about that story, and um, and then another experience that I had after that regarding that was I was called in to see the police officer that they had me working with, um, and I noticed him adjust something on his belt, and... Right after that, like within a minute or so, I started getting those high-pitched tones that I had only experienced at home. And right after that, I started getting that really, really severe tooth pain in those three teeth that I had experienced it before. And I didn't think a lot about it other than it was occurring to me in a place that it had never occurred, which was at the station. And I spoke with someone, and she mentioned that, you know, officers do carry radios on their belts. And I thought... You know, if I have an RFID chip in my tooth or in the, you know, in the root canal, which I read can fit, actually. I've done a lot of research, so I know that that can fit. And then, oh, sorry, I sort of lost my track here. That's the electronic harassment that does that to me. Um, That's okay. That happens to me all the time. I just wanted to comment on um, the tooth problem that you're having. Uh, They pick on my teeth on a regular basis. They'll pick out a tooth uh, randomly. And I call it burning the teeth because what they'll give you is what you would normally get if you had a cavity and you had a dentist put a probe into it. And Uh they they will randomly pick teeth and do that. And it's excruciating. And huh. it's, I don't know uh, how that relates to what's happening to you, but I will tell you what, uh, it's 
It's no fun. That's that's for sure. Uh, go ahead, Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I again, I didn't think much about it until she told me about the radio. And, and since I don't know electronics, and I certainly don't know radio frequencies, I thought, well, maybe there was some kind of connection between a, a chip in my tooth and the radio frequency that he switched to. And that was basically what I brought in. Um, and as soon as I said, ha- as soon as I said that. The PA, the physician assistant, said, I'm putting you on an M1 hold. But during the conversation, he had also said something to me about um, this past week, we've had two shootings out of state, he said to me. And, of course, I knew that, but it had nothing to do with me. And at the same time, the unit was on lockdown, which I hadn't known when I arrived. So I thought maybe he was just really anxious and... um, put me on the M1 hold, and then his supervising physician came in, listened to the same story, and did the same thing. And all of this occurred, um, my conversation with them occurred maybe within one and a half and two minutes for each of them, the PA and the physician. And then he said, we're putting you on an M1 hold. And the thing I think that um, would be helpful for the audience to know is that everything changes then. I mean, everything, there is a just a a format that they use, there's a protocol that they follow, and everything changes immediately. Everything goes into high gear. Someone comes in, they steal your purse and take it from the room, and other people are there, and they're just preparing to put you on an M1 hold. And anybody that you might have developed a rapport with after that, or before that, um, after that, they're not they're not that friendly. Because so, everybody thinks, okay, we're going on an M1 hold, and the whole the whole emotional focus changes from the whole thing. So um, they did put me on an M1 hold, and they did do a breathalyzer for alcohol, urinalysis for drugs. For me, they did a CAT scan because I had a headache from the electronic harassment. Um, I have a, I have a question. Do you know yeah. the names of your perps? Like mine uh, are Michael Pierce and uh, Robert or Richie Levine. And uh, I was just curious whether you knew the names of your perps. I do. I do. I, of the people I, that of the, of the people that the doctors. You mean? Uh no, the perpetrators no. themselves. Oh, I I know some, but I think that what I know is the managers, and I don't have them off the top of my head. So, okay. So the, what you named is not. In, but. Okay. They claim. Um, I just wanted to let you know, they claim over 300 kills uh, with this equipment. So, um, you know, this is around the uh, South Shore, Massachusetts, Whitman, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. And what equipment is that? Uh, the electronic equipment that they use. Uh, they actually, I believe, use a computer interface with a website, and from that website to a satellite. And that's just been, and you said kills. Is that the word you use? They, they killed Kill. their target? Yeah. They, have, they claim 300 kills. But this is V2K, and I never really believed them. So um, I would say I can confirm a couple of them because I know they did it. So uh, with that, I will just let you move on, and hopefully somebody oh. will get in touch with me. 
Okay, okay. Good enough. Um, so I was um, waiting in there for a long time because the nurse was with another patient. And she really, I think I saw her 10 minutes the whole time I was there for the six hours that I was there. And then eventually the mental health evaluator came in. We had a long discussion. And she left. And a few minutes later, just, you know, maybe 20 minutes later or so, they came in and the evaluator was really happy. And she said, well, you get to go home. And apparently all my, I mean, I knew all my blood work would be fine. All my tests would be fine because I don't do drugs and I hadn't had an alcoholic beverage in four years. And so one thing, if anybody's thinking of going into the emergency department, they probably should make sure that that they're, they're going to check out as far as medication, well, alcohol and drugs and that kind of thing. Um, and then I, I was allowed to go home. Um, one of the things that, some of the things I do want to talk about is once you get on the M1 hold, they, they record everything. They record your facial expressions. They record your comments. They record your behavior and demeanor. So everything gets recorded and they will be brought back to you during the evaluation probably. Um, and I'll make a note here too, just to talk about something. Okay. And um, the one thing that I, I really think is important for everyone to remember is that they remain calm. And I can't stress that enough. If I could say that 10 times, yeah, I would say it. They have to remain calm because getting agitated, getting angry, especially getting physical um, or anything like that will just justify the mental health hold and make it more likely that they'll put on be put on it. And I was only in the evaluative phase. So after six hours of waiting, I went home, and it was all mostly waiting. But you can get put on for as long as 72 hours, and they will read you uh, a consent that talks about um, how you can get mail, how you can get phone calls, how you can get visitors. Um, and again, people have to remain calm because it makes it sound like you're going to be locked up for several months. It really sounds like they're putting you in prison, and it's really very scary. Um, but it's just an evaluation. If you pass the evaluation, you do get to go home. So some of the things that they're looking for is, if, are you a danger to self or others? Are you gravely disabled? And then they give you the diagnosis of delusional and paranoid. Paranoid is often used interchangeably with delusional, so I sort of see that as redundant. I'm not worried about that, and I do have those diagnoses. Still, and I'm in the process of working to get those off my medical file, which is also very difficult. Right. Now, was that a 72-hour yeah. hold? I was not on a 72-hour hold, but that's what they were evaluating me to do, to put me on. I see. Okay. But I didn't qualify, fortunately. All right. That's, that's uh, what you said was exactly correct, and that's to remain... 100% calm, cool, and collected. And don't be adversarial with anyone and keep to yourself and you'll be out of there just like Karen. So Karen's got some really yeah. good advice here. Yeah. And, and it's really important if you intend to go in and it's intentional and voluntary, be sure that you haven't had a drink or 
haven't been using any kind of drugs, those will all show up in the medical work, and that will work against them. Um, I do want to point out one thing that might be helpful uh, for any listeners to take notes, and that is the DSM-5, and that's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health. I may not have gotten that perfectly, but it's about that. It's a, an updated version. It's not really recent, but it's relatively recent. So it's DSM-5, and um, there's a comment in there that I think is really, maybe really helpful to people who may get diagnosed with this and later on try to validate the fact that they're not delusional. And I'll read it to you a couple times. It's worded in a way that's a little tricky to understand. A delusion is a belief that is held without, with strong conviction, despite evidence disproving it, that is stronger than any evidence supporting it. So you'll be diagnosed as delusional if you... Um, hold a strong conviction, and there is evidence to uh, disprove it. But if you're, you have evidence supporting it, then it, effectively you're not delusional, is what it's saying. Um, unfortunately, the doctors are not going to try to prove it. They're just going to use their opinion, which is exactly what they did with me. And I have to say, and this may not be fair, but it might, that they made their diagnosis in such a short amount of time, each about a minute and a half or two minutes, um, that I, I'm wondering, truly wondering if they're complicit and that they have been encouraged to, to do that with any of the victims that come in from gang, gang stalking. Um, so I think that's a way that someone could uh, kind of fight this if they try to. It's very hard to get it off your file. I've been trying for a while. They give you a paper. So take all your papers they give you. They give you something that in your consent, and at the bottom it says, um, I don't have it in front of me, but it's, um, resources you can use if you disagree with the diagnosis that you've gotten. So keep all of that handy. And um, I didn't find any of those useful, unfortunately. They didn't provide help to me, but I'm still working on that. Um, and uh, let's see. I think that's that's kind of it. I would say get your chart, call medical records, get your chart, make sure they mail a copy to you. Look it over thoroughly, um, and if they have any questions, they can they can call their their doctor or call medical records, or they probably don't want to call the doctor. Hi, talk Karen. To we have to go for a commercial break. We'll be back okay. in like three minutes. Thank you so much for listening. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? 
How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Hey, gang. Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and a new app, Koshertify, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Koshertified app can make a huge difference for your future. We are coming to you live once again from Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome back. And we are coming to you from the Republic Broadcasting Network, where you can handle the truth. On this Tuesday, October the 13th, 2020. My name is Frank Allen. Tonight, very special guest, Karen T.I., here on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Okay, uh, if you have any questions, call me anytime in the U.S. at 508-857-8334 or call into the show live, ask a question, get involved at 800-313-9443 or you can listen at 605-313-0163. Okay, Karen. Yes. It's it's time. Okay. <laughs> and I we, we, go have, ahead. we have Chris. Yeah. We, actually, we have Richard um, from North Carolina who would like to comment or ask you a question. And then we have Chris oh, sure. from Las Vegas. After that, go ahead, okay. Richard. 
Hi, guys. I would like to say thank you, Ms. Kane, for coming in and sharing your story, and thank you, Frank, for the moments of time on the show, RBN, for being such a truth-yielding radio broadcasting station. And, well, I would just like to remind some of the listeners that uh, one of the bigger things we can do in a situation like Karen's is try not to get in that situation. Uh, Once in that situation, it's good to have this information, uh, but... Uh, sometimes CIs are better to, well, keep their stories to themselves when dealing with the dentist and the doctors. It happens at both places, uh, chips and wares and samples of DNA and all of this stuff being uh, taken from us. And uh, uh, there's a lot bigger reasons going on, but the main thing is they're getting paid for committing fraud on all these people and it's a tough battle to fight back and try to um, rearrange the damage after it's done. I wanted to ask Karen how long it was that she had been going uh, trying to redo these uh, records. That I've been trying to review the records or get them changed? Yes, ma'am. Is that your question? Um, yes, ma'am. Originally, the the uh, it had been about a year actually, but I um, when I first talked to I actually talked to the chief of the medical staff and I asked, can I get those diagnoses off my file? And he said no. So I sort of accepted that because I figured he would know. Um, but I wasn't really satisfied with that, so I did file an appeal. But everybody has to know the appeal goes right back to the people who made the diagnosis, the professionals. So the likelihood of them changing that based on anything is pretty much nil. They're basically not going to change their assessment because they have to admit that they made a mistake, and doctors in general aren't going to do that. Um, so it was about a year, and I filed another appeal, and that also was denied. So I'm, I'm working another direction. But I also have considered hiring an attorney, but honestly, I can't even find one attorney to work with me. So that's another difficulty. Thank you. You you hang in there. The attorneys are on the way. And remember, we've got some bigger people than what they have on our side. Uh, Somewhere this is going to change. You hang in there. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Richard. And thank you, Karen. Okay. We have Chris from uh, Las Vegas. Go ahead, Chris. Nice (laughs) Nice to see you. Well, thank you so very, very much, Frank and Karen, especially you for being brave enough to come on the show and share your victimization by these tyrants and these malcreants that are out there. Uh, I have studied these things very, very diligently and been victimized myself because of my advocacy and activism. And I can tell you that when you look at the DSM-4 or 5, you'll find that every term in there are all subjective and interpretive. They have no fact-centric basis whatsoever, no clearly defined definitions for how you get these so-called hypothetical conditions that they allege that you have. But they have a skewed view of reality that serves their own self-interest in getting you to take their psychotropic drugs to disaffect you and uh, make you appear like there actually is something wrong with you, 
when there may very likely be not a thing wrong with you, as it sounds like you are a very astute, articulate, well-spoken, and educated woman in my estimation. Thank you. Okay, Chris, we're coming up on uh, the bottom of the hour, and that is station identification. And thank you, guys. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple family units, call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind. Extend your life with Extendovite, a seven-herb combination made from garlic, cayenne, bilberry, hawthorn, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Each herb was chosen for their abilities to help improve irregular heartbeats, chest pain, lower cholesterol, as well as normalize blood pressure and clean and strengthen arteries, plus much, much more. Doctors have taken people off of some or all of their pills just because they believe their patients got better while taking Extendivite. Get the dependability of Extendivite. Just see how you feel in six months. A two-month supply of either capsules or liquid is only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. Call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Good evening. My name is Frank Allen. Tonight, very special guest, Karen T.I., here on the Republic Broadcasting Network, where you can handle the truth. Questions? Call me anytime in the U.S. at 1-508-857-8334. Call into the show live. Ask a question. Get involved at 800-313-9443. Or you can listen at 605-313-0163. Okay, uh, Chris, I believe you were just starting to comment. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I just want to point out to you, Frank and Karen, that it's it's a very powerful, self-empowering situation to come on the radio show with Frank and to share what's going on in your life as you're doing, Karen. You know, many of us have been victimized by these maniacs who think they have the privilege to do what they want to us, thinking of us as laboratory animals or insects so they can experiment on us. But I assure you they don't, and there will be an answer in, in the hereafter in the keeper of the big book. So... I'll leave you to finish out your story tonight and let us know what's going on, but God bless you for coming on and sharing your information with us. And thank you, Frank, for having this gracious and great, powerful, and just empowered woman on this show. Thank you so much, Chris. And I agree 100%. Karen is thank you. fantastic. Go right ahead, Karen. Okay, I'm just going to finish up with um, a different experience. It's shorter. Um, but more strange. I um, had a surgery in uh, December of this past year, and uh, it was a short surgery, maybe a half an hour. It was, interestingly, in one of the sister hospitals of the one where I was um, diagnosed with delusions and paranoid. Um, And when I got home from that, I started to have some itching on my back. It was a day or two, maybe three days later, and I took a look in the mirror, and it was it looked like a bug bite, and I thought, oh, no big deal. I'm just going to let it be. But um, that stayed on my back uh, and didn't fall off until April as a scab. And obviously by then I was really curious as to what it really was. And having been a victim already, I just decided I was going to take the scab, and I pushed it down on the counter And when I picked up the scab, and I'm sorry, I know this sounds really weird, but if anybody can understand me, you guys can, that uh, there were about 10 to 12 little tiny circular 
like pellets. Think, um, think. Um, what was I wrote it down here? Ball bearings. They look just like that, only really tiny. And I think I described them as being about a millimeter in diameter. Um, and so, unfortunately, <laughs> I got so frustrated with that that I just brushed them onto the floor. Um, had I had my wits about me, I would have taken a photograph because I have no way to prove that that happened. But it did happen, and I hope that you know those of you that are victims understand that I'm I am telling the truth, even though it's strange to me even to think about it. Um, but I want to say a couple of things. When I was in the emergency, uh, well, not in the emergency room, but it was in the um, surgical room, the anesthesiologist, and there were two of them, were standing next to me on my left side. That If that ever happens to anybody, that should be a bit of a red flag, which I thought, oh, they're being really nice and trying to be supportive. Um, I don't think that now. I think that they were waiting for me to um, become unconscious from the sedated, from the anesthesia. And I suspect they rolled me onto my right side implanted that implant on my back near my waist near my spine and the nurse was on the other side to hold me there that's what i think probably happened and that's probably why they were standing there because an anesthesiologist in my experience is always at the head of the table they're never standing beside you because they're administering the anesthesia um so really that's um that's what happened i did do some research i did happen to find a company that is actually makes medications for animals it's a veterinarian uh, supply company and they make some products that small or about one and a half millimeters and they can be made in any um, shape that that the person orders so um, I did get in touch with them by email the person the manager got really mad which I thought was a kind of unusual uh, response and he said don't ever contact us again I have no idea what you're talking about and I thought well you should have some idea of what I'm talking about because your website advertises a product this small and it's a medication for an animal. Um, but at any rate, I have no idea what that really was or what happened to me. I can just tell you it was there for approximately four months and um, there were little, little round black, all symmetrical, exactly the same size and shape, little black round pellets um, that came out of the scab. So... I don't know what it is, but if anybody does or has any ideas, I'd appreciate it because I haven't found any sites that are medical supplies that are anything but more um, oblong uh, than than tiny round ones. So I can't find a human implant that fits that description. And so that, that's kind of that with the implant. Okay, that that sounds like it could have been some type of antenna. That would, oh. yes, that would uh, pick up a signal, a huh. pirate signal a from like somewhere. Yes, huh. it sounds like an antenna, and you said they were arranged in concentric circles. They were they were little balls, like ball bearings. They were just each one was a little ball, all the same size, all the same shape, all the same color. Okay. Uh, yes, that definitely sounds like an antenna. Do you remember what the cause of it, the uh, scab was? No, I think it was the implant because I. Okay. It was on my back after the surgery, so I think it happened during the during the surgery. The doctor hadn't come in yet, and so she would not have known about it. But the two anesthesiologists and the um, nurse would have known that that happened. But I have no way to prove it. 
Right. I will send you a picture of what I think they were trying to create inside that. And um, you can try and recall what exactly it looked like, and it, it might help your recall. Okay. Well, they were right. individual little bones. They were all separate. Okay. All right. So they weren't connected by any wires or anything like that. Uh, no. So that's interesting. And I, like I say, I believe that was some type of antenna to deliver. Mm-hmm. Was that on top of your spine by any chance? It was not, but it was within an inch. I didn't okay. really measure, but I think probably within an inch of my spine. All right. That that helps me to uh, ID it more closely because it's very close to your spine. That's an area that they like to get into, especially sure. the um, lower left-hand side of your <laughs> spine. Yeah, this was left. It was about my waist level, but it was on the left side of my spine. Oh, okay. Well, that would that would be right over your sciatic nerve bundles. So that uh-huh. controls that would control many things, um, such as uh, I believe that goes to your organs, um, private parts, and things. But I can't be certain of that because uh, there's another nerve bundle that could be responsible for that. Okay, I'll look into that. Look up the vagus nerve and the sciatic nerve uh, bundle and see what you come up with. I I have some extensive stuff on that. I did a show almost a couple of years ago now, I guess, on the vagus nerve and what it actually does. Uh Uh-huh. But it's been a while. I've I've, uh, really been through many rabbit holes, not quite getting to the bottom of all of them, but uh, really trying hard. We need two hours on this show and... You know, to do it. But I'm going to give the floor back to you, Karen, and continue. Oh, I have nothing more, though. I have nothing more. Okay. Well, uh, in that case, we can uh, bring Richard in, and we can just talk about targeting in general. Uh, Like in your town, in your area, you don't have to mention, obviously, the name of your town. But if you could... Uh, describe targeting in your area. And- yes, I can. Yeah. Um, you want to go ahead now? Sure. Go ahead. Richard will jump in okay. if he's still here. I think he is. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm back in open space, so my targeting actually started with someone stalking, uh, one man stalking me, one person stalking me, literally stalking me. Um, but I couldn't convince the police of that, and so um, then it then it just blossomed from there. I had people coming that I'd seen him with, and then there were strangers coming, and now it's pretty much all strangers. Um, and they they do the typical stuff, you know. They come and just harass you. They use their cell phone. They're all wearing 
what I call gang colors, but in my area, it's, um, there are about five different colors. Black is used a lot. Black and white is used a lot. Um, and I'm not aware of anyone breaking into my home. I wouldn't rule it out based on what I've read, but I'm not aware of it. Um, they also harass my dogs. Um, I've had my neighbors, most of my neighbors are involved in it, um, and they they do what they can to harass my dogs because then it makes my dogs bark, and then they think that harasses me, I guess, or keeps me inside, one or the other. I did get followed on errands. I have been followed in a vehicle all the way across town to a doctor's office, um, those types of things. Yeah, and um, in my situation, I don't deal with any physical targeting. I, I deal with physical attacks from a physical location far away. And the mm-hmm. attacks are severe. The attacks are nine years this coming Thursday, the 15th wow. of October. It'll be nine years. And I believe they are satellite engineered and delivered from satellites. That's my belief. I could be wrong. There are several other ways that it can be done. And one of them is through over-the-horizon radar, which is part of the national security system of the United States. The other would be using the Schumann resonance itself, which comes up from the earth. So those of you targets who feel like they're getting burned in their feet as they walk, please write me at frank at targetedmassachusetts.org because I would like to speak with you. As soon as we get together in our new 501c3 enough money to buy the equipment we will be looking for test equipment to actually look for the exact location that these signals are coming from that sounds really helpful I I I have been electronically attacked too um I just don't, I mean, I don't know anything about it. I don't know where it's coming from, who's doing it, what they're using. It's really, it's really hard. I mean, I do a lot of research, but I just don't come up with any answers. Um, but, yeah, I've had the electronic, the stabbing pains. I think I wrote you that a long time ago. The stabbing pains and the, um, the maiming of my feet and an arm. And I've documented 40 different bio effects from that in the last two years. Yeah, it's it's my to, belief. Uh, oh, go ahead, Richard. Go ahead. I, I just wanted to uh, reiterate to Karen that uh, we do have answers and we do have proof that uh, you said that you couldn't prove it, but uh, TIs are the answers. All of their stories, their information is very important. If you listen and connect with some of those, you will find uh, many answers and situations that match your situation. And uh, I've heard your story maybe three other times uh, from quite a few other TIs 
uh, not necessarily about the ball bearings, but there was the scab and the, it was a circular place and the exact place. So, uh, and then the other thing is remember uh, that for other TIs that might be listening, of course, uh, if you don't get in those situations, then uh, you don't have to be locked down. And if you do, of course, as you said, uh, to be calm and collective and try to maintain and maybe you won't have to stay so long, but I want to remind everyone that when you leave, it doesn't stop. Once you are hooked in, uh, all of the other things are going to be coming your way. So, uh, But the answers are out there if you listen and connect to other TIs. Okay, thank you. Yes, I agree with Richard. Uh, the best thing you can do, and and I think you know this very well, is to stay in touch with all of the TIs in the community. Uh, we have Neil on Sunday night. We have Ella Free on Tuesday and Thursday. And we have what we call our safe call on Saturday nights, where we alternate. And... Targeted Massachusetts has Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So we have conference calls every night of the week. And there's uh, no reason why you don't have someone to listen to. And, yeah, uh, I'll try to do that. I, I've, seen your, I've seen your list and everything. Um, time's a little awkward, but I'll try to do more of that because I really – I'm – out of ideas. I, I research and I don't find anything and I get discouraged and I research and I'm, you know, it's just difficult. Yes, it can be very trying. Okay, we have to go to commercial here in about two seconds or actually we're into it right now. Uh, thank you so much. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3.
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile OxySilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. My name is Frank Allen. Welcome back. Tonight, we've had the great pleasure of listening to Karen T.I. here on the Republic Broadcasting Network. And this is where you can handle the truth, because that's what you'll get, and that's all that you'll get. Okay, we're almost to the point where I think we ought to sum up each of us. So, Karen, if you could sum up in like 20 seconds, that would be great. Oh, um, gosh. Of what I talked about? Or yeah, you could make that 30, 35 seconds. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I would just say if you end up going to the emergency room, um, that's a decision you have to make, and what you tell them is what you you need to decide how that's going to go for you and whether or not you should divulge everything or start with some simpler stuff. Um, and if you're in an emergency or a surgical room and you have the anesthesiologist standing beside you, that's probably a yellow flag for you that something might go on. Um, I'm really disappointed that I've, you know, been a victim of these, the medical profession since I was in the medical profession, but, um, it does happen, I believe, and I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. And thank you very much for having me, Frank. I really appreciate it. I would love to have you back again, Karen. 
Okay, Richard. Thank you. Well, I would like to say to everyone, especially our TI community, as well as the perps, uh, they're leaving out something very important, and it's dangerous to do so, and that is that we are not defined by the wreckage that has been left behind, because we are moving forward, and that is the truth. Yes, sir, it is. And I'd like to add something. When you go to the emergency room, just tell them where it hurts. Don't tell them you're a TI. Because if you do, chances are you'll be staying there for a while, depending upon what you say. Uh, They do have a protocol, uh, a medical protocol, and it's in that DSM-5 manual. And uh, Chris said there was a DSM-4 manual as well. So, beware, but go to the doctor. Don't let this scare you away, because when you're sick, you need to go to the doctor. We've lost a couple of TIs because they were scared away by the perps, and that's something that you have to do. You have to find out what is hurting that is yours and what is hurting by the satellite torture or cyber torture. And we have the UN 10 o'clock on the 15th, 10 a.m. Eastern, UN TV. Okay, I'd like to say good night from Boston, Massachusetts. My name is Frank Allen. Thank you all. God bless. you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.